This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we as an industry can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and directors at camphacker.tv. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. This podcast is dedicated to what many camp professionals believe to be the most important time at camp, no matter what you call it, staff training, orientation, or leadership training. This critical time period prepares your staff to fulfill all those promises that you make to parents and customers the rest of the year. And how excited are we that this little idea we had several years ago is now starting its fourth season. So thank you to all of you for listening and to those of you who have already messaged us this fall to say, hey guys, where are you? Well, here we are. So why don't we start off by introducing ourselves? So Ruby, we'll start with you. We have a new introduction from you. A new introduction. Yeah. (laughs) So my name is Ruby Compton. I'm the Western North Carolina Program Director for Muddy Sneakers, which is an environmental education organization that takes public school fifth graders into the natural and public lands near their schools and teaches them science curriculum. Very cool. And we'll hear a bit more about that in a bit, I think. And from Quebec... Uh, my name is Gabrielle Rail, and I'm one of the camp directors at Camp Waro, which is an all-girls camp uh, situated in the Laurentian Mountains uh, with a bilingual program. And it, it, it was my 20th summer working at camp. Congratulations. Thank you. That is exciting. Yeah. And I'm Beth Allison. I'm co-owner of Camp Hacker and one of the founders of Go Camp Pro. I was an executive director of five children's summer camps in the Muskoka area of Ontario, Canada for 15 years. And now I am a consultant with my husband, Travis, and my big passion, of course, is leadership training. So our first topic of the season comes from a debrief that we had together of our summers uh, last week. And so we would like to share with you the topic of cleaning up after the perfect storm summer. It sounds like our debrief was very interesting, and I think you'll find out why. Ruby, why don't you share with everybody why we decided to do this topic? Sure. So I think it's not uncommon for uh, camp directors to have that moment where you're looking around during the day or at the end of the week or maybe just at breakfast and you look around (laughs) and go, oh, my gosh, what else? Right. Uh, And so that's kind of the perfect storm. And sometimes you have summers where that just seems to keep happening. You know, a lot of our job is to put out fires and to be a manager and be the go-to and things don't go quite right. But sometimes it just seems like it all gets piled on at once. And so we wanted to talk a little bit today about how to move on from that, how to heal from that, um, and how to move in a positive direction because it can be really easy to focus on that and want to throw in the towel or want to walk away um, and, and to maybe lose a lot of valuable staff too. So we want to try to to talk about how to deal with that in a healthy way and train your staff uh, and train your team to go forward. Excellent. Gab, do you want to start us off? How do you personally reset after a perfect storm summer so that you're prepared to lead your team again? Um, we were joking about that just before we started recording. And I said, when I know, I'll let you guys know, uh, <laughs> how do I reset? <laughs> I had a perfect storm this summer and a lot of it had to do with, 
with chance. Um, they're, you know, some of our key position staff members, um, you know, got ill, uh, just sort of random illnesses, but, um, you know, inner ear issue or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we had to really play the chess game of moving people around and taking on different roles. And so it was, you know, it's kind of at the end of the summer, like the, the cake came out fine and it was delicious mm. and it was great. But what happened behind the scenes was very, very exhausting. And, um, when you're in it, I think, you know, you know, little, you're going to, you say, this is going to hurt later, you know, <laughs> you go yep. to the gym and you're like, you know, this burns now, but it's going to really hurt later. <laughs> that was my experience. I, I was, I was very proud of our team and I was, I was, I was proud of myself, but there was a, it was a fine line between, um, having to take a whole, whole month off, uh, just because it was, it was so exhausting. And so, um, one of my staff members who, who was working at uh, full time with us had asked me, um, you know, when are we going to start? I know you said we're going to start next Tuesday. I think this was a Wednesday. I know you said we're going to start next Tuesday, but I'd really like to get into the office and do a couple of things. And, um, as I was speaking with her, my chin started to shake in a, <laughs> I'm about to cry type way. And I said, if you, if, if you have to work, that means I have to work. And I just can't be in charge of anybody right now. I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. She's like, oh, okay, okay. And uh, it was just, it was just the, the idea of, of making decisions was too much. Um, and, and I also, my reaction was also with my, some of my full-time staff members. I wanted everybody, I, I didn't care what was on our plate. I didn't, I didn't, I wanted us to all stop and just take, take a pause take some rest. Um, we did have a lot of stuff to get done, but there was a sort of a crucial five days where I just want everybody to, um, take some time off, you know, post that we were taking a little bit of well rest, well-deserved rest. And, um, my September ended up being, I did go, I did go to work. I did. We, of course we all went to work, but I would take two hour lunches. And I know that that's not the, not everybody can do that. I understand that. Um, but I, I knew for myself this was something that was really important. I need to I needed to move very slowly, and I'm so happy that I have because now we're into October. I'm feeling much, you know, so much more like myself. And there's a difference between your normal. I'm tired at the end of the summer, mm-hmm. or wow, we had one of those summers, and and so Definitely. I think you you really have to listen to yourself because it, it will, yeah. In the end, it does catch up no matter what. So I try. I didn't want it to catch up, so sort of just took it easy. And got some things done and, and, you know, check some things off your list. That always feels nice. Absolutely. Because I think yeah. everybody's should be exhausted at the end of the summer or yeah. you didn't do it right in our business. But there is a difference between that and the summer that took just about everything out of you. Uh, and I think that's what we're kind of want to address today is, is those sure. kind of summers. Ruby, that how about is. you? Sure. So um, I would echo... Uh, Gab's experience to a certain degree that, you know, camp wise from the camper perspective, my summer was great. You know, the, the kids that came to camp had a great summer. It was one of the fullest summers we've ever had. Um, and the flip side of that is like, we had some challenges filling our staff and hiring and, you know, the, the ongoing quest to find enough male counselors. (laughs) We, you know, we went into the summer short staffed. Um, there was also, Similarly, lots of just personal life 
things. Um, and, and obviously one of those pieces was I made a decision that I was going to leave camp this summer. Um, and so that in the mix with lots of other things, um, I think that there were coming away from the summer. I think there were some things that didn't get totally resolved because there was just all this other stuff that, that needed attention. And so, um, I think, one of the things that I've been really conscientious of from the point when I made the decision of like, you know, I think I don't necessarily want to be a residential camp director anymore. Um, was acknowledging that it, there is pain and there is hurt and there's healing and there's grief Mm -hmm. that comes with that. And, um, and, and recognizing it's not just you, that, that those are feelings that other people are going to have too. And, um, to be sensitive to that, um, I think that that's a real big lesson that I learned this summer. Um, I think also, you know, how, how did I heal? I think a lot of it is, is finding people outside of camp that you may want to spend some time with. I'm an extrovert. I need to process, I need to talk through. Um, and so having family members or people outside of my camp family, people outside of my Western North Carolina camp director crew, that was really, really important to, to make that transition and deal with those processes and, and to have those people that when everything's hitting the fan during the summer that you can call them up and be like, I know you're totally out of this. Like, can you tell me I'm not crazy? This is a lot, (laughs) you know? Um, so I really think establishing some of those relationships, you know, start now, start figuring out who some of those people could be for you, reach out, um, and, and establish that because, when you have one of those summers where it just keeps happening, things just keep coming around and, and kind of knocking you down again, it's so helpful to have a voice outside of camp that you can go to. Uh, and I, I can't recommend that enough. And and even in my new job, I've found myself kind of seeking whether it's wanting to find a mastermind group or um, what it whatever it might be, but finding some folks who I can talk about some of my work stuff and get an objective opinion that's outside of our organization. So I'd really, really encourage folks to seek that out. And um, it's nice because you you are feeling so much and you're able to talk to somebody who isn't, who is objective and doesn't have all those feelings wrapped up in what's going on. Absolutely. And it's listening without judgment um, is also really key. So uh, that was definitely on my list of stuff to talk about today too, Ruby, is having that person. And I think one of the things you have to do is give yourself permission to care for yourself, which is what Gab did. Um, You know, you need to to stop and breathe. And I mean, that sounds so simple, but it's true. Go for walks and breathe deeply. Um, I find when I get into those kinds of situations that I get overwhelmed with all the things that are coming and I don't feel I'm prepared to be able to take on all the things that are coming because camp's still going to go on anyway. Um, So for me, identifying those steps that I need to take and writing them down and for me kind of plotting them out on a calendar where then I know that, okay, it's manageable if I can do it in pieces rather than, oh my gosh, look at all the things I have to do and I'm just in no headspace to be able to do that. So breaking it down for me is really helpful too. And I also think it's important to own your feelings. Like It's okay if you feel overwhelmed. It's okay if you don't want to go back to camp. If that's how you're feeling right at this moment that you just can't do it, it's okay. It doesn't make you a bad camp director. It makes you a human being who 
um, you know, suffered through a long, hard summer for whatever reasons, whether it was uh, illnesses, as Gab said, or, you know, other things, or just all those things happened all at the same time instead of being spread out or over a few summers. Um, it just makes you human. And so it's okay to own those. I think it's important, too, at this time of year to really, you know, if you've had one of those summers, because if you haven't, you're probably already pretty rested, but sleeping and resting and eating properly and making healthy choices for you and knowing what your limits are and letting go. So Gab knew her limits were, I can't go back to work this week. I need another week. And she knew that. Some problems are just going to always be on our control. So if it's something that we can't change, then we sort of have to work with accepting it for what it is. And for me, it was resisting the urge to fix the unfixable or try to control the uncontrollable. Because if you know me, you know that I do like to be in control. Um, so that's a tough one for me, but it was something I kind of had to walk myself through after a summer like that. Uh, and for things that are, are within your control, to remember that they take time. Change takes time. So if you're holding on and you really need to let go and you're a writer, um, journaling about it is a good idea. If you're not somebody who's extroverted and wants to talk about it, you can put it down on paper or something like that so that um, or express it in uh, artistic ways, a painting, a photography, something like that. Um, so that kind of gets those feelings out. And I think, too, for me, like creating that space after that is really nurturing, because although camp is supposed to be that big nurturing place, sometimes at the end of a perfect storm summer, it's not the place where you find yourself being nurtured. You just need to escape for a little bit. So creating that space and for a lot of us, that's outside, you know, hiking um, through the woods or being on the water or those kinds of things um, for other people. Maybe you need to just find a great couch space in the sunbeam and, you know, whatever it is for you to practice meditation or prayer or relaxation techniques, whatever your thing is, um, and maybe escape for a bit. So take a trip or read a great book or get lost in a movie or something like that. But I think it's important to remember not to be too hard on yourself if you're having difficulty after a perfect storm summer. I always have to put myself in the shoes of a staff person and say, if a staff person came to me and said, I'm having this kind of difficulty, what what advice or what response or support would I give them? And of course, I would be kind and gentle and really supportive. So I need to be able to do that with myself as well. I need to be able to say kind things to myself instead of you should be able to handle this. Why aren't you handling this? Um, and to sort of think of it that way, I think as a camp director, how would I treat my staff is how I would treat me. Gab, do you have anything else on that particular question? About how you yourself can get back and get fighting fit. Um, I liked I, I like the part that you that you brought up about journaling um, and um, or Ruby talking to people. I think it's about being purposeful mm -hmm. about your care and um, and really thinking what you know, taking some time and space to really think what do you need um, and and what what power do you have, you know, what do you have control over? So if you're, if you can't take five days off, where could, you know, where could you take, you know, time off mm -hmm. and also really ask that question, why can't you? Is it, are they actual tasks that really do need to get done immediately? Um, or is this possible that we can, we can move this over and talk to some people and say, you know, can, can we, can we push this a little bit later? Much like our podcasts. <laughs> which is what I needed was a little bit of time. And I have two lovely, you know, 
co-hosts that are like, of course. So, but you know, just, just asking and saying, can we, can we adjust things, but being purposeful about what you need, um, I think is, is definitely key. Great. Thanks. Ruby, how about you? Any last words of advice on that topic? Yes, I have several that you guys brought up. Um, <laughs> I, I think the self-care piece, uh, one of the things that I hear out of that is be present in the moment. And I think that's true for when you're navigating that storm, um, that I think where we get really stressed out a lot of times is in thinking about what are all the repercussions of this thing that I'm having to deal with and all of the the phone calls that need to be made or the conversations that need to be had or the messes that need to be cleaned up. And that's just us being camp directors and knowing that there are these, you know, my neck's on the line and these things got to get done. However, I think when you can take a breath and just be in the moment where you are right now, it's like, okay, is everybody safe right now? <laughs> and, and just really focus on, on this moment. And I think that's true when you're in the, in the healing process too. And in that recovery process is, really listening to your body, you know, am I so tired and just still slogging through the work? This is the time I need to go home. I can do this tomorrow. It will be okay. Um, Paying attention to that. So um, I also think, like you said, Beth, about getting outside or finding that space. I spent a lot of time this summer working out. (laughs) I had a phone call with Travis and Beth at one point this summer and they uh, asked me, so, you know, what else are you doing outside of camp? Which is a hilarious question during the summer. And <laughs> I was like, I just run, I just run all the time. <laughs> and, and that's, that is what I needed. That was my recharge. And, and it was so important that I created space for that during the summer. Um, I think also, you know, being delicate, but also being able to use humor when it comes to the perfect storm and, mm-hmm. and being able to just kind of look back and go, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe all of that happened. It'll be <laughs> funny one day. Um, and, and I had a little bit of that. So I, I got out of my summer experience, which was just, you know, summer camp and, and the way summer camp is and transitioned into a job that, um, to a certain degree has its own sort of perfect storm because we have some really rapid growth that's happening. And, um, I had some staff members that had some life situations that adjusted their avail- availability and really changed the dynamic of how my fall was going to look. And at one point I, I, I went to my boss in an email and, and said, Hey, are you guys hazing me? Like what is going on? You know? And of course he came back with, no, of course we're not hazing you. Like, please don't go. Uh, <laughs> but um, I think just being able to to have that that sense of like this is a little ridiculous and see that perspective. And I think in those moments, that's when it's really impressive when you can raise your hand and say, I need help. Um, and will be you will gain so much respect from your team around you to not try to carry on all the weight, but to make that statement of I need help, I need some guidance, I need some assistance. Um, and it's going to make you feel better too. Uh, you always do. And sometimes it's really scary while asking for help, but I always find once I do, it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Um, and now I have this other person that's on my team helping me out. Great. Um, I think my last thoughts on this revolve around things that we've talked about quite often, not only in our podcast, but in presentations we've done too. But I think when I came to the end of a perfect storm summer, I needed to go back and find my why. Why is it I do what I do? And if you've never done that before, Simon Sinek 
uh, has a great exercise. You can find him by Googling his name, S-I-N-E-K, Simon Sinek, um, for finding out your why, if that's something that you would like um, to do, or you can do it on your own if, that's, uh, if you've never done it before. But another way to do it is to ask other people around you, what, what do you think it is about me? Why do I do what I do? What is it that I love? And to just be reminded of those kinds of things and to hear it from your staff or to hear it from your parents or your partner or your children or whatever it has to be is a good reminder to kind of ground you back into that space. Why is it I do what I do? And I came across this great quote this summer that I'm now going to use as my mantra going forward because I just loved it so much. So I hope I get the name right, but it's by Anyi Anyato. And the quote is, a visionary is a leader of excellence who sees what others do not see, who achieves for now and plans for the future, who positively impacts different generations and raises up other visionaries. So to me, it, there are five steps to building your camp community. And you know that that's my soapbox, building camp community. But there are five stages in that sentence. So one is to have the big picture. One is to be present. One is to plan ahead. Uh, one is to make sure the work that you do positively impacts a lot of people. And the fifth, of course, is to create leaders. So, I mean, it's such a great quote for camp directors um, or anybody working with people. Um, so I would want to be thinking about those five things at this time of year for me. How can I um, develop my big picture for the coming year? What uh, To use a phrase that Gab uses often, what do I want things to look like, sound like, feel like? at the end of next summer, and uh, what do I need to do to get there and reverse engineer it backwards so that I have a bit more control over that? What's happening here and now in my camp, in my people, and how can I be fully present in all of that? Um, and because you've reversed engineer it, engineered it for next summer, um, what do you need to be doing this month or this week or next week in order to be able to get there? And what do you need to be doing to make the biggest difference in the lives of people? Maybe it isn't all that paperwork that you think is, is piling up. Maybe it's something else. Um, and then, of course, the fifth one that the, the quote talks about is creating leaders. So how can you involve your staff and your campers right now at this time of year and going forward to make this big in impact? Um, and the last thing I think I want to say about this I think it's also really important to know when you can't make it work again, to know when it is time to go. And we all know what it, what it looks like when a staff member comes back one summer too long. Um, it's a negative experience for everybody. So you really, you want to make sure that going back to camp and getting back into this is the right thing for you and in return the right thing for the people around you and for your organization. And chances are 99 times out of 100 in this after a perfect storm summer, it is the right thing to go back and try again. Um, but there's no shame in knowing when it's time to move on, um, when there's just absolutely nothing left in the tank and no way to replenish it anymore. And it's time to move on to something new. So maybe another camp or some other way that you can make a difference in the lives of children and adults. And when you can say it's time and it feels right in your gut, then you need to go and that's okay. Um, so I think it's important to, to just address that a little bit today, even though we're going to be talking about other things um, in a minute. But I think it's important to know that if it is time, it's okay. And you'll probably have the support of the people around you um, if that happens. Um, that being said, Gabs, what would you say to move your team forward after a really perfect storm summer of insanity? 
Um, therapy. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not putting that down though. If, if you think that's helpful for you, you should, you should look at that. Um, I think that that can be very helpful. My, uh, so, so yeah, so things get complicated and, um, a little bit and get overwhelming and that can cause a, a domino effect of, of, of emotional, uh, responses. So, um, during the summer, I realized my task had become fairly simple. Um, it was to help keep perspective. Mm. Everything that was my that was my biggest that was the that was the biggest boulder I had to push or um, you know or you know pull. But perspective was really really important because when s- some things go bad badly or you know that are out of our control, it sometimes feels like everything um, is going poorly. And the, the reality is, no, this is normal. Camp, camp is crazy. Um, no, you go out to dinner with a bunch of camp directors, you know, just look at the people that are watching around, listening in on the conversation. And they're like, what, what is this job that they're talking about? So that, so things at camp are crazy. So, so having perspective and saying, no, last year, this is what, this is what happened. Um, you know, or this is, this is common amongst our 17-year-olds at this time. They get overwhelmed. This mm-hmm. is, has nothing to do with X, Y, and Z. So really keeping perspective is, is very important. Um, and, then, and then for me, what, was, what, was in, what I started to do with some of my staff members uh, was for them to journal every single night about things that they are proud of. Um, because it was, there was, it was difficult at certain times, I wanted them to feel the good stuff that they are doing and reckon and 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 look and see. Actually, campers are really enjoying themselves, and our staff are really enjoying um, themselves as well. Um, so, yeah, keeping perspective and and helping your staff keep perspective is is very important. And then after camp, um, that's, that's the same thing. It's looking at all the good things that happened, what was out of our control, and what was within our control, and what are some adjustments we need to make, perhaps uh, for next year. Um, and then last but not least is, is have a killer celebration. Um, you know, we, of course we did our normal staff party and, and et cetera, et cetera. But there's sort of those people that you, that if, you know, if you have the means, gather them together and say, oh my goodness. And that goes back to what Ruby was saying in the sense of, you know, this is a time to laugh. This is, this is hysterical. There's, there's a lot of things that we can look at this and say, this was, can you believe what we did? And feel really strong and, and proud of yourself. Um, yeah, but perspective—that was definitely the heart. That was that was the one that I found I was doing the most throughout the summer. That's great. I saw a quote the other day on Facebook that some, said something like, "Are you having a bad day, or did you have a bad five minutes and you've been milking it all day?" Um, and I don't think that <laughs> camp staff in a in a difficult summer milk things necessarily, but sometimes we we get into that mindset that everything is wrong and everything is going to go wrong and it's going to keep going wrong. Um, so having somebody who is there to just keep the perspective is so important, I think, in that kind of time frame for sure. Because you're you're in it, especially in res camp where you don't get those breaks to go home in the evening, um, and it can just be completely overwhelming. Ruby, what do you think you do? Uh, well, I'm going to be very cliche and I have <laughs> we love time, and, time and time again, it all happens for a reason. <laughs> I've, I've seen that really be true. And, you know, is there some predetermined reason? I don't know. Or do we just make good decisions 
given hard circumstances. That may be what it really is. But um, so many times when I've seen staff that have had to leave, I've seen really phenomenal people come in their place that you're like, ah, how do we live without them? You know, Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it really does all happen for a reason. So find your own way to spin that. And I think that that's a, it is an okay phrase to say, cause it, I don't know, it'll work out. It'll work out. <laughs> um, I, I find myself saying to my team, uh, I found myself saying it during the summer, but also in this new team that I'm in just a lot of asking for advice and guidance. And what do you think? Um, and there are times when you have to be the leader and assert like it's going to be okay. Um, but there, I think as you're healing and kind of taking those steps forward, making sure everyone who's involved in the process has an opportunity to, to have their voice heard and give their input, input to what happened and, and how it could be adjusted, avoided, prevented, or dealt with better in the future. Uh, so yeah, it all happens for a reason. And, and what do you think? Those are, that's where I'm going to start. That's great. Um, I created an exercise a few years ago for some work I was asked to do for directors postseason after they had a perfect storm summer. Uh, and I put it into a short little book that is beautifully designed by Gabrielle. And it's called Back on Track. And we'll put the link to it in the show notes because if you are listening to the advice of Gab and Ruby and they're saying, you know, get your advice from your staff and talk to them about it in debrief, and you're like, I don't know where to start with that, this exercise. Uh, just lays it out for you in a way that you can just put it together and do it together as a team. So in it, I ask you to set aside two days and to do this with your most senior staff or your full-time leadership team. And it allows people the time to see the good and not just the difficult challenges that you had throughout the summer. You can talk about what went wrong and what went right and what people were feeling at the time. And let's just kind of see where you got off track with following or guiding your guiding principles or your philosophies. And as Ruby said, it allows for their feedback. So this is incredibly important. Maybe they didn't think it was as bad as you did, or maybe they thought it was a lot worse than you did, or they saw things that you didn't. So the important part of that is not just information gathering, but it gives them ownership moving forward. And that really helps to get your team on board for doing this again next year. And by working through the exercises, as Gab said, you can see those patterns. Were there patterns? Could some of what created that perfect storm been avoided? Are there things that you need to put into place for next summer to ensure you don't go through that again? Uh, Some things in a perfect storm obviously are things that just happened and there's no way you could have prepared for them. Um, But are there other consequences of this perfect storm that you haven't realized yet that are coming down the pike? And Then, of course, you get at the end of this exercise to go back to your why and get your staff to tell you why your camp does what it does. Why do they do what they do? And I, too, would recommend highly that you celebrate together that you made it through, that, yes, you can do hard things. And together, you still gave campers and staff a great summer and a great experience, even when things were tough, because you all believe in your why. So take that summer as one full of lessons and probably a few surprises along the way and then make those necessary changes because of the lessons and celebrate the fact that you and your team made it through the surprises together and came out stronger on the other side. Anything else to add? No, you know, I think it's so that you're, you're really out, you're really weathering the storm 
mm-hmm. um, in those in in this these type of situations and um, and I think going back to um, it's also evaluating it was was this a perfect storm or was this time for me to leave and and that's where like per, that's where perspective comes in mm-hmm. is this what happens every single year and are are you okay continuing to do that and um, working at a working at a residential summer camp or or, or a day camp um, every job that we we take on there's um, there's there's pros and cons to to those jobs and there's a toll and I think it I think we have to evaluate and this is something I've been open about you know talking on other on our you know previous episodes but I always take time to myself um, and think about, do, is this what I want to do next year as my own mini interview, but really reflect because if, when you do it for, for a while, you, you know, that you're going to have these type of summers and you're going to have easier summers, but all in all there, I have, I've yet to meet a camp director has been like, Oh, this summer is cinch, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Woo, it just went by and I'm just like, you know, ready to tackle my emails. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> If you are that person, let's let's chit chat. I'm, I'm, I want to <laughs> hear right. your We're story. We're getting you on the next podcast. Yeah. I want to hear your story. <laughs> and then, no, no, I'm not saying that you can't do a summer where you don't feel like you're taking care of yourself, and that's really important, and that's life goals and everything. But um, it's it is important if you're if you're feeling if you look look at your summer. Is this the norm? Is this what happens? Is this how you feel at the end of every single summer? Are you okay with that? Is your family and friends okay with that? Um, really taking uh, you know, checking in, I think is important. And, and as Beth has said, we all know those staff members have stayed too long. Similarly, we've, we all know those teachers that stayed too long when you're, a, yep. you know, a kid at, at, you know, in high school or in, in elementary school. So, um, it, yeah. So really reflecting on that, I think is important and, and being okay with asking those questions and, uh, breathing. And then when you, you do commit to it, then it just, it's like you have a whole, other fuel uh, canister mm-hmm. right there, and uh, to to and with you know new ideas and that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think too that our focus with Camp Code has always been staff training, and I don't want you to think that we're deviating from that when you hear this podcast because we're training ourselves uh, to be okay and to take care of ourselves and to do better and to be more prepared if need be. But also, even by example, we are leading um, and teaching our staff how to do that, how to to overcome things that are difficult and to come back ready to go and uh, to be more prepared, not only in terms of uh, what we have to do next summer, but also be more prepared ourselves that we've taken care of ourselves. So um, as we've said so many times, staff training is not one week long, um, but 52 every year. Yeah. Um, so as we wrap up our first podcast of season four, we're going to hear from Gab and she's just going to recap what we talked about today. Great. I'm so excited. Um, okay, cool. First recap of, are we, <laughs> is it really fourth season? It really I thought is. it was third. No. For real? <laughs> For real. <laughs> so, glad I have the right people on this, <laughs> on my team. <laughs> okay. Um, so for the perfect storm, um, some some just some little pointers on on what you can do if there was a perfect storm at your camp this summer uh metaphorically or physically so uh 
really important. Uh, Ruby had had the tough question of should I stay or should I go? Um, make sure that you reach out to people that tr that you trust and that will listen without judgment to help you with those decisions. Um, if you can take two hour break lunch breaks, they really are useful. <laughs> if you can throw in a nap, that's also very um, helpful. What's your why? And maybe have tea while you ask that while you ask yourself that question. Um, uh, humor is really really important. Journaling if you're not so much of an extrovert. Um, it's so funny. There's a lot of camp directors that aren't extrovert and uh, can be exhausted by the end of the summer. So maybe uh, journal or or do some crafts. Uh, what advice would you give uh, someone in your own situation where camp directors are very good at giving advice? Let's take some of our own advice. Identify your own ste uh, steps. Own your feelings. Uh, do you what do you have power over? And some of the things that you should maybe do with your staff is help them gain perspective. Um, sometimes things do happen for a reason. Um, ask them what do they think, and don't forget to check out Back on Track, uh, the exercise book, which I really highly recommend. Um, it's great, great, great steps and uh, and and fun to do. Thanks, Gab, and it is beautifully laid out. I have to say. Very looks very professional. <laughs> Thanks to Gab's talent. <laughs> Beth and I are a great team because she's very good at writing, and um, and I I like to make sure that if you're not such a strong reader as some of us are, that the that it's represented in a way that's easy um, to absorb. So it's, it was a fun project to work on. It was on. a fun project. Yeah. So how can you get involved with us? Well, you can join us using the hashtag camp code. You can let us know the topics you would like to discuss, if there are any guests you recommend that we talk to and invite on the show, and any great leadership training tips that you have to share with us, we would love to hear. We are all about sharing in this community. And if you have found this podcast useful, please leave us a rating and a review for us on iTunes. You can do that by going to camphacker.tv slash cc underscore iTunes, or you can tweet your love of the show by going to camphacker.tv slash campcodelove. Your feedback keeps the show going and it helps us to know where we can help you best. Now, if you want to contact any one of us individually, this is how you do it. Ruby. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter, RubyLynn85, or on Instagram, RubyOutdoors. Uh, and my email address that you can reach me is no longer at Green River. <laughs> it is now rubylin85 at gmail.com. And that one is my personal one, so it will not go away with work situation changes <laughs> as I've been navigating <laughs> the last couple months. Gab, how about you? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Gabrielle Rail, Rail with two L's, as well as on Instagram. And you can check out where I work at waro.com. Thank you. And you can check us out, Travis and me, at camphacker.tv or gocamp.pro. You can reach me directly at beth at camphacker.tv. Um, camphacker uses the hashtag camphacker, surprisingly. Um, so you can find us there too. Ruby is now going to tell us what we're going to talk about in our next podcast. As we've said many times before, staff training is not just right at the <laughs> beginning of the summer. And I'm anticipating a lot of you all are gearing up with your staff applications. So our next episode is going to be staff applications are part of your training. And you're going to hear about some of the best practices that we've seen uh, when it comes to a staff application to find the people that you want and that you need. Great. I'm looking forward to that one. 
And of course, our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And again, we would love to hear some of your memorable moments or your most effective tips. So please let us know. And again, you can tell us what those are using the hashtag camp code. Uh, for this week, we're going to hear from Ruby. Thinking about the perfect storm, I think, I well, I also remember that we are very much in the relationship business. And so I would encourage you to seek out if there is in your community some sort of mediation group. So we're really fortunate here in Western North Carolina, we have the Mediation Center, and um, they will offer their services to help mediate conversations. And they also offer trainings to camps. Mm. And the camps that I know that have done that have said it's been really beneficial, really great tools for their staff, both for interpersonal relationships, but also managing um, the kids and their relationships with one another. So don't be afraid of that of that outside ear. Um, and I know Gab mentioned therapy. It's so smart. It's a smart, smart thing to, to have in your life. Um, just again, having those, those objective ears can be really helpful in helping you explore where you're at. And, and sometimes those objective voices can say things that you wouldn't be able to say as the boss or the person in the conflict. Um, so I would encourage you to check out and see if there's any sort of mediation programs that are near you, uh, that you might be able to utilize and have a conversation with them about how they might be able to benefit camp. Uh, and not only benefit your skills, but maybe even step in in a crisis situation or one of those small hurricanes that happens in a larger <laughs> storm um, and and see if that can ease some of the tension there. Great. Thanks, Ruby. Well, that wraps up episode one, season four. Yes, Gab, season four. So thank you for continuing on this journey with us. We really appreciate your support. Please join us using that hashtag camp code. And thanks for the listening, friends. Please remember, no other industry shares its best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea heard on a Camp Hacker podcast, please be professional and give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.